Hawkscast, featuring your hosts, Troy Donis and Sean McMahon, here to talk you through all things in the South Warrandyte Cricket World. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Hawkcast. We have a reunion week this week and just to really cap that off, we've brought in the big dogs. Some of the real club legends here. Uh, we've got Jezza and Steve Garrett to talk us through those years. Tell us what it's like to go from, uh, fair to say, a mediocre club right to the top of cricket in the Ringwood area. And your host, Troy Donis and Sean McMahon will be taking you through it. Guys, Jess, how are you going? G'day, boys. It's great to have you here. Uh, Shawnee, do you remember facing Gaz as a, as a young fella coming up through the nets? Uh, in, so, in so far as when uh, the person is a gun and disrespectfully just blocks you and says, well, bold chance. <laughs> I got a few off spinners if I was very lucky at about 8.30 at night. <laughs> with, uh, keep working there, son. <laughs> that was probably for the best for, uh, for everyone, luckily. Um, Today we're obviously going to talk about those those three flags, the, the change in the club, um, the years after as well, and what the boys are doing now. Uh, Steve Garrett's a five-time Steve Garrett medalist. He obviously did so well that we even named the award after him. At the end of his career, he's a life member. Uh, he captained the Chandler Premiership side. He was also a player for Richmond in Premier Cricket. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that later as well. Jezza was there for all three premierships. You'd call him a bit of a culture captain, I think that'd be fair. He was uh, uh, great at uh, leading the boys and... Uh, allegedly first picked every week. Allegedly, yep. Great sledger, uh, I'm told. And also a very, very handy cricketer in his own right and a, a great leader around the club. Uh, boys, can I ask each about how you started off playing cricket, your junior careers, and, uh, and how you ended up at South Warrandyte? Probably first as you were the starting point. Uh, Rightio, obviously just uh, followed Dad around playing juniors. At started at Eastfield Cricket Club and uh, were there for a couple of years, and then went across to Ainsley Park, uh, where Dad Ooh. met yeah, where Dad met uh, Hanno and a few of the other crew that ended up over here and hatched a plan to start some juniors over at South Warrandyte in the sort of early to mid nineties. So we all came across, I think ninety three or ninety four, and kicked off the juniors, which I. I think hadn't been here for quite a few years before that, and uh, the rest is history. How old were you? Uh, first year of under 14, so 13. 13, so yeah. first ever juniors at South Orange. Not first ever juniors, but first juniors for a long time. So I think it might have been mid to late 80s. They hadn't had juniors. I think Brash might have been part of those sides. Maybe even a Darren Johnson or Zeppa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was pretty special to be you know, part of that next crew coming through. Any flags on the way through? Any career highlights? Uh, unfortunately, the group that I went through with, we got knocked out a few times in the in the semis and lost a couple of grannies. The group below us, who Gaz played a lot against, which was Ben Neagle, my brother, obviously, and uh, a few of the other boys, Timmy Sheehan, Brad Sheehan. Rabbi. Rabbi. Um, sorry if I forget a few. Peter Dixon around that. Dicko was in. Yep. Um, very, very good side. They won a shitload of flags coming through juniors. Real, real, Great real, real success. So top score as a junior? Uh, I think 74. Not bad, not bad. I think. <laughs> Never turned up. Sorry, vague enough. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> not <laughs> talking to Barrel. <laughs> you haven't got a spreadsheet um, at home? <laughs> no, no, no spreadsheet at home, so... Uh, yeah, never, never got the ton during the juniors or the senior years, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Just to contextualise that, our great friend Josh actually, the current VP and the man who thinks of himself as the current Steve Garrett, has a spreadsheet with all his first 11 stats at home, uh, his own homemade Excel spreadsheet. Gaz, I know you don't have a spreadsheet, but uh, how did you start off your junior career and, and end up at South? Uh, played my junior cricket uh, at Parkwood, <coughs> now known as Warrenwood, and then um, moved from there and went and tried out at Richmond when I was 17 um, and played about 18 months worth of cricket there until I ended up with a stress fracture in my back and stopped playing cricket for probably about the same time, 18 months. Uh, and then Barry Williams was the current president at South Warrandyte um, and asked me to come over and uh, actually fill in in a game 
for South Warrandyte and the Ones against Eastfield uh, in 2000, 2001, I think the season was. Um, it was the worst game of cricket I've ever played in my life. Cheryl turned the page um, on the scorecard <laughs> and Eastfield made 526 or something like that. <clears throat> and it was a shocking uh, shocking game, but I think it, was, it may have even been the last game of the year. Um, and then following that was when Rash came back to the club and um, I knew Ben played a lot of junior cricket against Ben and then Jezza, obviously being his brother and a few of the guys and um, having Barry here has obviously um, dragged me to the club and um, then, yeah, that was it. We, we, we went upwards from there. So. And for those that don't know, your relation to Barry is? Uncle Barry. Uncle Barry. Lovely. That's, uh, it's always the good family men and the family connections and the friendship connections that, that get people to local cricket clubs. So, you know, the great Williams family, obviously, a huge part of that legacy. Um, since you touched on it, I want to talk about your injury problems because obviously you're a pretty good junior, both footy and cricket player. Uh, what happened in that year? People were talking about you getting drafted and things like that. Was it the stress factor that ended all that and that made you choose cricket or did you choose before that? Um, I had a passion for cricket and um, Dad was obviously a big influence in my cricket career. Um, followed me, I think he's still followed me to just about every game I've ever played. Um, and his passion for the game and following him around, him playing senior cricket at Wonga Park, um, probably made the decision easy for me to want to play cricket more than the football. Um, I still loved my footy, but uh, yeah, cricket was probably a little bit more passion. passion. Um, and in hindsight, probably back in those days, you know, there was probably less emphasis on stretching and body and that sort of stuff and <laughs> technique and those sort of things. The things that you really take to heart. The post boy and the pin-up boy. Yeah, very stretchy. I'd like to jump in there and just say, Cole, that's Steve's dad, was actually, he was a cult figure, wasn't he? Like, yeah, he was. He was so well known around the local area and just coming down to our games and some of the stuff that he used to rant out and all the rest of it, it was just amazing. So... He was um, a good fellow to have around. Cole, yeah. yeah, he was a good fellow to hang around. And, and as I said, he was a big influence in me wanting to play cricket. And going back to maybe why I had some injuries was I was playing a lot of cricket. Um, sort of only started when I was 13 playing cricket, um, but it was full on from there. So I was, you know, I think I was playing first 11 cricket at Parkwood when I was 15. And it was two, three training sessions a week, three games a week, net cricket in between, garage cricket, you know, on the weekends in between that and after school. And I think it was probably just the volume and that, that's, uh, you know, and, and I'd probably put that down to, you know, I'm sure Brashy could do, to test it, that that's, you know, his elbow and Nanga's same thing with injury and Jess's same thing back. Done. It was just what you did. Um, <clears throat> so a lot different now. So I'd, I'd suggest it was probably, yeah, come down to the workload and probably a fair bit of technique was just yep. out the door. So you'd, bo- you'd bowl your 10 overs in the morning, then go Go bowl 25-30 in the afternoon, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So. I think having some fast switch fibres to get injured probably helps. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't fantasise about doing a stress. The only <laughs> issue is probably uh, rocking up in the wrong shoes and uh, falling over. <laughs> <laughs> How did you choose between <laughs> AFL and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, under 12s, I couldn't quite run a full lap before. <laughs> <laughs> so, so made the decision quite tough. Yeah, lovely. Um, before South became obviously a bit of the powerhouse in the league, we... Probably not known uh, up at the top league. Some of the Chandler clubs probably never heard of us. That would be fair to say. And obviously being in a niche spot, uh, I think we classify ourselves as a boutique club now. Is a nice way to say it. But we're not on a main road, and we're not a not even a real suburb. So it is more about community here. And we were a bit lower down the grades. What did you think of the culture when you came here? The history uh, and and the group around. How did you perceive it? And and how did you go about trying to raise the standards? Well, I don't know about jazz, but I. I reckon that was part of the, the journey that was such a good era of cricket for us was that we weren't, we were coming literally from the ashes and we built the club around community, mates and good cricket and we attracted people the same way. We, we weren't paying the big dollars, we weren't doing any of that sort of stuff back in those days. You know, I'm pretty sure we signed Damo and his brother for a hat and a pair of shorts and, 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 and a promise <laughs> of a really good time and, and I know that's, Funny now, but you know, if you look at it now, most most reasonable players want ten plus grand to just come and play, and yeah. half of them are, you know, fair at best. So that's that was that the best part of what we did was we did it um, out of the ashes, and it was a bloody good time. So we didn't have what you see around you now either. You know, like the old the original original change rooms back back in the early two thousands. 
it was just a shed with a few seats out the front and but geez, we had some fun, didn't we? Yeah, you know? and it was great. Just that culture that we built, it was, it was really special those first few years. And a lot of that has to go down to, you know, Baz and Pete Riley and... Pete Debman. Pete Deb, Brash, you know. Brash got all the boys back together and that young crew back in the early 2000s. He just, out of nowhere, put it together and obviously guys had been down the year before and, um, yeah, it was amazing. It was a good time, you know, best... 10 years of our life, I'm sure, you could probably say, you know, say. So and it was a good mix special. of old and new, wasn't it? it was yeah. A lot of the older players stuck around and they were the stalwarts of the club in a club that was effectively playing on a cow paddock and the rooms were shit. And then all of a sudden, you had all these new players coming in. It's all new culture, but everyone got along. Everyone, you know, guys moved down grades to allow these other guys to come through. Um, and, yeah, it just worked. It was that, that, That's what it was built on. So a bit of talk about Brash here, and he was obviously a massive figure when you guys first joined. Um, who was better? Who was quicker? I'll, yourself I'll or yourself <laughs> or him? I can answer. Uh, <laughs> so as, as a young bloke, first first coming down the club um, in the early nineties, Brash was here. Oh, I don't know how old he was. Sorry, Brash, if I do injustice here, maybe early twenties, and he was quick. He was aggressive. Um, I idolised him as a young bloke watching him play ones as dad was coaching here. Um, so in my mind, from a 13-year-old looking at it, he was the quickest I've ever seen. He was just brutal. Um, Gaz, obviously, as he got a bit older and into those middle 2000 years, was pretty sharp. Um, but I've got to say it was probably Grash. Yeah, I never got to see never got to see him with a straight arm, but apparently he was, <laughs> was, was quite quick. And I, I love you know for me being at the club, being a fast bowler that sort of bats very similar to Brash. Um, you know, it, it was awesome to see him at his best, and, and he was he was he was that good. Um, you know, and he and he proved it in big moments. And um, you know, some of the scorecards I'm sure everyone's seen of what he did in the final series. Oh, he's just he alerted us. Too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's let everyone know. And if he was know, here, he'd be bloody talking yeah, about it flat out. Which would be great. So you should be here, you dickhead. Paying <laughs> um, so hundred bucks to each of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was he's an absolute superstar. But so obviously the man next to me was amazing to play with and be around. And you know, I was probably one of the luckiest blokes to be the shittest cricketer in three premiership sides. You know, First just the right time, him. right time, <laughs> right place. And um, because of blokes like Gaz and obviously Brash, you know, playing with these fellas, it was just. It was amazing to watch and be part of. So now, one thing I do want to fact check here is Brash when he talks about coming back and the sort of the journey to get you guys from a pretty nothing club to uh, where it became. He mentions that you were a shit leg spinner. <laughs> is this true? <laughs> okay. yeah. and I'm I know where he speak. read it. Where, where he read that from? It might have been my brother, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, not not one of the things I've ever put in my repertoire as being a spinner. Um, I definitely spoke and talked to my son out of being a spinner. He decided that he might have decided he wanted to do it, and I said no fucking way. <laughs> so no, no, no spinning in, on my side of things. So, but he, you know, back to Brash, like he he was he was the cult figure for our team. Um, for, you know, at, along with Barry and, you know, and then Bobby Neagle coming on a little bit later on. But, you know, without those cult figures around you that everyone looks up to, and, you know, I was 20, I think, when I came to the club, um, he was definitely someone I looked up to. And there was, you know, guys that didn't play cricket like Barry and Pete Riley and Pete Debenham, they did so much for the club um, that, you know, when me and Jez and um, the guys went out in the early days and Rabs and Shugs and Cam Bolt and that sort of stuff, we were playing for each other and we were playing for the guys... That were off the field as well, so um, yeah, help help build a really strong club. And how would you have gone at district cricket? Because you obviously took that journey a bit later in life, and he, and he has told us that he would have gone pretty well a few times. So it is, you know, I went. I, the only reason I went was, um, you know, I wanted a new challenge, and then I took over from Brashes, or sorry, Bobby, and that as captain coach here, and um, there was an opportunity to go when sort of the the big bash was coming out, and. Had a pretty good mate in Jared Lofman, who's, who played at the club, um, who sort of said, "Well, you know, good opportunity to come down and bowl fast and whack balls." And I thought, well, that sounds, <laughs> "Sounds like a good plan to me." So that's that's pretty much why I went back to have a crack and try something new and um, learn something different, um, which was fantastic. And you know, I, I definitely wouldn't change going back for quits either. So, yeah, lovely. Well, let's get on to the uh, first first flow, the the Newey Plate Premiership 
We've got a uh, plate here in front of us with the team photo. And we've got a very, very young looking Gaz. Looks a bit like Joe Root or maybe Ellen DeGeneres. Or <laughs> any other sorts of, uh, you can insert your own lookalike there. Very young and a uh, few blokes that you wouldn't recognise so well. Yeah. Sugar hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, sugar's still looking very suave there. Um, uh, there's a... Uh, Skull's not in that one, but I saw a photo of Skull in the, in the following year and I could not believe the size of him, as in the lack of size. He always told us he could run 110 seconds and we've never believed it because we've only seen him move that fast to the, to the barbecue. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a great photo. Uh, can you talk us through the start of the year, how you guys went and then and how, you, um, how you're feeling going into finals? Right, to be honest, I, I think it was the easiest year of cricket I've ever played. The grass, I, I, I say that... Hopefully a little bit humbly for the other teams, but we were that good, and the and the team was that good. It literally um, it picked up anywhere you wanted, and it didn't matter whether it was your opening bats or your number ten or eleven bat. Someone always made runs, and then we had the confidence to go out and bowl teams out. Like we finished so many games before T, we got outrights. Like it was it was the easiest year of cricket we played. Won the, won the grand final an hour and a half after the tea break on the first day. We came back to, yeah, to watch another club. Like, it, was, it was ridiculous cricket, and you know, you know, Brash, Brash had a monster year that year, um, and you know, Kuda Schmuda, like he, he was phenomenal as well. Um, every everyone in the team was Dean just Joyce was yeah, part of yeah, yeah, yeah. David Joyce. Them. What he got? So yeah, Barry Williams. Um, oh, so president at the time. Um, uh, was Pete Riley and Barry Williams was the, the vice president. And I had um, myself, Cam Bolt, uh, David Joyce, Scott Brasher, who was the captain, uh, Nick Barrett, Kane Hartrup, da uh, Dave Gre Garner, sorry, uh, Brad Greer, uh, who else we got down here? Uh, Benny Garner, um, Brett Caridi, um, Jezza, and um, Benny Neagle. So um, it was a fair old side. For, for newy cricket back in those days. And, and so were you top sort of the whole year or yeah. was it didn't like sort of... Didn't lose a game. Didn't lose a game. Wow. And, and yeah, won the flag as Jez said. And was that your tea. first year as a group together? Yeah. Like, yeah. Never played cricket as so, a group together. So, I think Tuggy was the captain the year before and that's the first year brush. How many new but, players? But out of, that, out of that side there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys that played juniors. Through, yeah. yeah, and then just bang, and seeing your cricket together. at the same thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. That was great. Uh, then the granny, who did you play? North United Lions, wasn't it? Oh, I, I don't know. It, it didn't make a difference. We were <laughs> <laughs> we, Harry, <laughs> Harry, have a go. We're ready, Harry, have, have a go. Harry, have a go. Harry, have a I think Brash eight for or something. Yeah. I got the and made seven or something. Like oh, it was, it was ridiculous true. cricket. It was literally, yeah, that's probably embarrassing because I, I honestly don't remember it was like, <laughs> All I remember was it was the quickest game of cricket we played all year. And yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. And a jar of lemonade and said, next year, we will never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Now, how did it feel after, obviously, you had, you're talking about the injuries you had and you'd have a couple of years off and that? How did it feel to be able to get back on the park with your mates and, and come straight into a premiership winning side? It's that they'll go down as the best years of cricket, you know, that I played. Which was, and and to be honest, it wasn't just that game or that year. The the whole time I personally spent at South Warrandyte playing with the group that I spent playing with um, was, yeah, that most most of the cricket, you know, probably plays second fiddle to the the memories that I've created of moments in games and moments probably after the games more so, um, <laughs> or in between. But um, yeah, the, 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 those early, early years are phenomenal cricket years because yeah, it, we had so many good players um, and going Newey Wilkins and then a few years later going Chandler was yeah, phenomenal. So. so Newey sort of got the ball rolling and then obviously straight up into Wilkins. How did you go that year? I think we lost the first three games Ooh. Uh, in Wilkins and um, started sort of looking around to each other going, we're up here, righto. I think we were still pissed from the new Yeah, years. might have been, might have been. <laughs> and, uh, but then I think we just dug in and the side had changed a little bit, obviously. Um, there was a couple of uh, guys that had gone out, left the club, you know, some new guys had come in. Um, so was that Skull's first year? He comes in yeah, that's and had ego. Uh, had a ripping year, yeah. yeah he's, um, let, he's let us know. <laughs> <laughs> had a ripping year. And honestly, like some of the, that one knock at St Andrews that year that he made 100 and 
70 or something and um, which made was 700 like, runs made, yeah, results, he, had so. a, he had a cracking year absolutely massive year so um, but again it was a tough tough start but we sort of came together and started working through it and found our feet and yeah we had, we, had, we had new players at spring it's um, you know came through and um, you know the, we had we had new players so we were just finding each other's feet and yeah what sitting back and watching scale like you know as much as you probably told you guys, he was he was fucking phenomenal. Like he was he was he was that good. Again, playing in a team the year before with Newey, having guys that are just do the job. Once we found our feet, like you could just about rely on Skull every game yeah. to, to, to get his 50, 60, 70 to hundred, whatever it was. So yeah, he was he was a big part of that team. And that's when that rivalry started, sort of with Croydon North Croydon as well. North, you know, yeah. that they, had, they were ripping side. They were probably the best side that year. Um, I think we got them once. They got us once during the year. Yep. And they beat us in the semi, and then we uh, yeah met him in the grand final that year and rolled him, and that probably goes down as the yeah, best rivalry. Best yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that so, so was it three three final series then? So Top three weeks, one versus two, three yep. versus four. Yep. 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 yep, yep. And so was it win win or how did you go? Lost win win win. Yeah, lost, lost the first semi and then one point. Two court two court north. Yep. Lost? Yes. Okay, that's a great turnaround. And I heard uh, before we get into the details of the grand final, they might have come round after. Was that was that that year? Later at night? Was that year? It may have been three a.m. three a.m. ish. Um, after we'd won it, everyone was blind out the back. We might may have just lit a couch on fire. <laughs> um, and then a bloody car just came screaming down the driveway with a massive handbrakey, and five Croydon North blokes piled out of the car. And uh, just joined in. It was we replayed we, re- we we replayed every wicket from the day and that's good. That's the rivalries you want. And and did you sing the song back in the day? Or is that sort 100%. of a, yeah, yeah yeah? And was that a sort of weekly thing? You'd sing the song, or that was no, grand final yeah. final. I think it was only grand final finals. Yeah, finals. Maybe. I think yeah. we sang it. And then the only other song I've heard it so many times is on one of our. Uh, cricket trips where Zep sung it every stubby he had. I think we were going, <laughs> we were going, we were going to Albury. Just a quick story for you. We're going, I think we got to Albury or somewhere like that. Chris Brinkett's driving the bus. We pile in here on on the Friday afternoon or whatever it was. And after every stubby, Zep would um, sing the song. And he and I think he drank twenty three stubbies on the way up. <laughs> and then it, it's um, on the way up. We had to stop because he spewed down the side of the bus. Um, it stayed there for the whole whole cricket trip, <laughs> right to the side of the bus. Um, so yeah, I've never heard the song as many times as I heard it that day. So. Uh, is this the same trip that um, one of the Neagles, I think, may have reminded Zep that he made all his runs in B grade and turned into a bit of a dispute? Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> or was that just a regular weekly conversation? He threw a vacuum at him one day when I was having a piss at the club and we fired him up for something and he fell in a fire another night. And like, yeah, we've all had some ripping nights up. You know what I mean? That, that, that uh, A-grade year, the uh, Wilkins Cup year, was a year that Mara actually got the nod to play yeah. in, the, in the grand final side, which was huge. Um, you know, and probably... Hurt Zep a bit because they'll they both sort of go for the same spot and yeah. Mara got the nod over Zep and they'd both been at the club for years and years and years and played so much cricket and it was just heartbreaking to watch one of them miss out. Um, but it was Brasher's decision, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Brasher. Um, and yeah. Just while we we're weighing it on Zep, I better pump him up a little bit because he's still doing some electrical work for us. AD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for your electrical needs. <laughs> AD uh, did tell us that Zep might have been the best fielder you ever saw at South Borondite. Can you confirm or deny this and put up some other nominations for best fielders that you saw in uh, that just had, He just had the biggest hands. <laughs> <laughs> he had the, he had the biggest of hands. <laughs> oh, Nang back in his day was Nang pretty, was yeah, Nang was pretty, pretty agile. I didn't get to see much of Darren Johnson in his, in his prime years, but um, yeah, no, he did have a good set of hands, Zep, because he had, he's got bucket hands, so. Leave that there. So, <laughs> so, so that's back to back. You've gone Newey straight up one Wilkins, and then it's into uh, oh, Into Chandler. I think the, the semi final. We just want to touch on Brash as well. I think he took eight for fourteen in the semi that year, in which is absolutely phenomenal effort. And he's told me that so many times I couldn't possibly let it slide. Um, 
and also I think about fifty to win the game. So. He, st- he stood up in the big games, Grace. You, you give him that. He was uh, he was always always the one that wanted the f- three votes on grand final day. To be honest, so. yeah, yeah, and uh, I think he still does. So eight for fourteen in a final. That's about as good as it gets. I reckon that's. Um, yeah, certainly earning your dollars, and I, I know we can only afford to pay Damo a pair of shorts. And the main thing I got out of that was that you know, we were paying Gaz so much that we couldn't um, we couldn't afford Damo, and I think we were paying Brash so much before that that we couldn't afford. It's the same contract now, isn't it, for Damo? Pair of, pair of shorts <laughs> yeah. and a hat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Solo's fault again. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Moving on to the Chandler, the Chandler season. Um, obviously, we didn't sorry we didn't win the premiership straight away. It's 06, 07, three or four years. What happened in those intervening years? Uh, how was the build-up towards the premiership? Why didn't it get done earlier? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can ask. You can ask that question. Um, what, you know, what, what happened in those intervening years before we, we got it done? We found it. We're just finding our feet in the channel. Like, again, coming from such a small club um, and not having a lot of notice, we, we were still struggling to find you know those one or two extra players because there was a step up, um, especially back in those days. There was a... Big step up from the Wilkins to the Chandler clubs and the, and the big Chandler clubs who, you know, um, Ainsley Parks and Croydon North and those sort of guys who were, had been there for a long time. Obviously, Croydon North weren't there at that stage. But, yeah, there was some still pretty uh, big names getting around in the Chandler Shield. And, unfortunately, we hadn't attracted too many people apart from the guys that had already come. Um, and But we competed. We competed still well. You know, I can't remember those where we years. finished. I know one of those yeah. years we got knocked out knocked the finals. Knocked out the finals, um, but always finished mid to... To the upper upper tier of those years um, and probably the difference for the year that we won it was we had that injection of a couple of new players um, and probably balanced out the side. Um, and who were those players? Uh, new players that came in, um, the Vozos, yeah, or Michael Vozzo, um, <laughs> uh, Chad, um, Chad um, who we weren't going to mention tonight but you know, we yeah, got <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it was, you know, I think Barrel probably matured very, very minor. I'm still waiting. Not sure he's actually matured any further. Probably his most mature year of his life back then, but um, yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, probably one to two mention is um, Chrissy Jones. Chrissy Jones played a big part in the Wilkins year, Um, missed out on on playing in the flag, Uh, but yeah, had, had big seasons. Um, leading up to that, played a lot of ones cricket and, you know, another stalwart of the club who's been there for a very long time. So, um, yeah, he, he obviously went all the way through, through the Chandler one as well with us. Didn't miss out the celebrations, though. No, never did. <laughs> never did. <laughs> did you think there was a difference in the culture that year? Was there a bit more intensity at training or anything that you could pick besides the addition of those couple of players that made the difference? Probably not. I reckon we always trained pretty hard. Yeah, we did train yeah. pretty hard. Um, it was always a... A good turnout, like, you know, seeing you guys tonight at training for, well, you have 20 guys at training on a Tuesday, that was pretty much our Thursday, but we only had, you know, small uh, numbers, we probably only had three or four sides, but yeah, we always had good numbers at training, and turnout was good, and we trained hard, so I don't think there was too much that we did, apart from probably find our feet in the Chandler um, years. Just brought in a couple of extra experienced players, and that just made that, that top-up difference, and I think in the pudding with the, you know, what happened in the grand final and so forth. A couple of guys that got most runs and, you know, they were guys that were new to the club and, you know, made that difference. So, Chad was pretty big that year as well with the ball. Um, guys obviously had a pretty good year and, you know, everyone else chipped in around him. So. so, so was going into this year, was this your first year as captain? Yep. Um, looking at Gaz. Yeah, yep, this was my first year as captain. So, so what... Let's go through the Brash story then. What what happened with Brash uh, the year before? Because I believe he was captain. How did that come we, about? We we had a vote as a club, and um, yeah, they voted him out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to cancel, and you know, no, I, I think to be honest, I think uh, yeah, his family was obviously you know at, at a point where he was not able to put in probably the extra bit of time, and he was ready to move on. And um, obviously, having such success early days, he was he was ready, and the club um, I think put it to me. Uh, whether or not it'd be something I'd be interested in with the backing of Brash and yeah that was sort of how it all happened so he probably handed handed it to me more than me taking it off him so yeah and was there any consideration of him continuing playing that year but not as captain or was that just not after I took over there was no fucking chance so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no, he made the call at the he end made of the that, call so yeah. he, you know he'd had enough and 
Um, we've got close to you before. I think Wonga knocked us out. They did, yeah. Um, in the second last week. And um, that was a tough year. I remember, actually remember that really well. Just We got close again. It was like, shit, can we actually, can we get there? Okay, we didn't. We missed out. And I think that might have played on brush a little bit. And it just went, you know, we've had a good run. I don't know how old he was, but, you know, his body was pretty screwed. And, yep. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty sure... Had an arm that shaped like Marulia, if I remember yeah, correctly, right, at that point. Right. Um, it, was sure. all, it was definitely based around his decision to stop doing what he was doing. And, yeah, as I said, his, his success prior to um, that year was um, phenomenal. So it was just unlucky that he missed out on it. So, so then 2006-07, this is obviously the season where South Warrandyte wins their first ever Chandler series. Uh, did you want to go us through with some stats this year, Troy? Well, I'm sure you've done there's, your there's detailed one, analysis. No, you'd think so, but no, there's one main stat that we keep hearing about every bloody week, and that is 110. He actually just bought some balls for the reverse raffle draw on Saturday. He bought 110. He tells us every every time someone makes 105, it's not 110. Damien Vozo's 110 average in the Chandler final series. First, is this actually true? Second, please tell us it's not true. And third, uh, tell us a bit about Damo, the player, and uh, and the impact he had on the group that season. Oh, look, yes, it is true. He did average 110. Um, he had a bloody good year that year, especially in the final season uh, series. Um, in regards to the effect he had on the group, he was Michael and, and Damien, obviously brothers. Michael was a bit more serious. Um, he was an AFL umpire at the time, so no more. Um, <laughs> But he was very serious, very hard on the field, very, you know, demanded a lot, um, which was great for the group. And Damien was similar in ways, but would have a bit more of a joke and a laugh and, and a muck around. So, you know, nicknamed Hot Dogs and Damo Dogs. <laughs> and, um, it was just, it was, he was that comedy relief around the group, you know, that year. So, um, yeah, I can't, he might talk it up a little bit and have a bit of a joke about it, but he was massive for us. Um, and he's been big for the club ever since as well. Like, did leave and uh, he's come back after a few years and now he's coached the club for the last yeah, well, his fourth, fourth, fourth year, year, you know, so... He also dropped the caps that got us relegated, so he's had a few <laughs> caps on the club. No, there's been some ups and downs for him <laughs> over the journey. Um, but, you know, that, that all stems back from them coming that year and feeling such a part of it. And, you know, he obviously fell in love with the club, um, you know, playing with us then and um, you know, really wanted to come back and... and Put in a big effort, you know, coaching you boys now. Yeah, and, and how did he get to the club? What was the contact there? Uh, Shane, Shane Hanson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his, uh, cousin. Cousin. Yep. cousin. Cousin. So, yep. Yep. lovely. Um, and batting, was he was he just a glorious, you know? Co- he's told us about his cover drive. Is that is that true? Was he a flying batsman or was he more of a dig in sort of guy? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure you. What him is either of those two? Dabber? Uh, yeah, he's a bit of a dabber. Um, <laughs> Pink shit's a little bit flay. Um, no, he definitely just worked at it. There was a, it's, um, yeah, he never went off to a flashing start. Um, but you know, he had a couple of tough years as well. Um, but one thing that you learn about different cricketers is, you know, what happens, you know, when they're not going well, and what happens when the chips are down a little bit. And um, he always still, you know, held himself in pretty good character around the boys and. Um, I think that, you know, a bit of a larrikin side of things um, complemented that team at that time as well, that it was, wasn't was just about the cricket and it was, you know, you didn't have to take yourself too seriously and sometimes you just get a bit out of luck and um, he had a year where he made about two bits of fuck all and he finally got going against Wonga Park and he got to about 15, which is probably the highest score he had for the year um, and then got caught down leg side, whipping one away down leg side. So when it's not, not, um, not, your, not your year, it's not your year, but... Um, yeah, the way he went about carrying himself on the field and off the field is, you know, something that you, you learn. And um, same with Michael. Michael was, you know, very process-driven and um, he was probably a little bit flashier. Again, you learn something from him and you know, take something from everyone. But, yeah, Damo was a, another big part of that. And obviously the best part I like to see is that in that Chandler team, looking at it now, um, you know, there's not one player that's still playing here, but he's come back because um, he loves the club so much and he's come back to be around know, another new group of guys, and that speaks volumes for him. So, no, he's certainly had a, a huge impact the last few years. I know when he came down, um, you know, we had three and a bit teams and had eight blokes on a Thursday night, and now um, we're <laughs> one uh, on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he certainly turned things around here. But it sounds to me like you're saying, Dabba, not much talent. Um, we these days call that cunting around. 
It's a, a term called by, coined by Sean McMahon. So uh, it sounds like that's what you were doing, Damo. I know you're, um, you were getting a little bit, uh, your ego was getting stroked there, so I just had to bring it back down a little bit. The grand final, I believe, Croydon North. Is it the game? Yeah, Croydon North again. So we went out to bat first. Did, did we win the toss? Lovely. Um, one, one and only time I decided to bat first, I'll give you the tip. Jeez, that's a bit Which is very controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we remove captains who choose to bowl first. <laughs> so we've got Brett Caridi over the batting, made 11. Nick Barrett opened the batting with him before uh, Josh made a blob, blob. on yep. the back of a 96 or 98 in the semi, I believe. Yep, correct. Um, it's always a highlight in the grand final. Yep, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've reminded him about that over the years. Skull, 16. Damien Bozzo, 42 to tap off, top off his average. Michael Bozzo, very strong uh, batting line up there coming in at 6. 880 was the backbone of that innings. Steve Garrett, 28, and then the tail, not too much. So nine for 236 we made off our 80 overs. Uh, which ground is this at, boys? Um, in South Court. No. Silcock? Silcock. Silcock. It was the grand final. Oh, yeah, Silcock. sorry. Um, South Croydon was... I had a lot of lemonades that day. It was a great day. <laughs> How old were you, Dylan? 14. 22. <laughs> so that's a, that's a very good score at a final. Really tough, probably hard to chase uh, with that with that red ball and with our bowling lineup. Uh, they had not made a bad attempt. Uh, didn't lose a wicket for the first 59. Was there any pressure coming on then? Did you think maybe... Uh, you made the wrong call at the toss, Gaz. Should have bowled. <laughs> <laughs> Been over by lunch. <laughs> uh, it was all about Chad Rogers with the ball. Six for 37 off 20 overs. Gaz just playing a sort of second fiddle up the hill into the wind roll. I'd have, have a look at the, the Chad Rogers and, you know, there's a fairly big counterpart to Chad's wickets um, and, you know, probably hasn't had a mention yet, but um, Aldo's probably one of the best keepers that's that's gone around South Warrandyte. Um, um, Davy Hallwood is the other one who we had as well here, but um, that Chandler year or the ch that, when Aldo came to the club, um, he's, he's obviously an interesting character, but um, he was he was massive that year. Not real massive with the bat, but um, I'm pretty sure I watched him give himself out LBW and walk off the ground before the other <laughs> put his finger up. But um, yeah, attributed to many many a wicket, especially with Chad. So up Hallwood. to the stumps, yeah, up quick to the stumps, stumps quick, quick red side. Yeah. yeah, whip the bales off. So yeah, just sort of give you give you a run. Yeah, well he <laughs> he made sixteen not out as well. So good day for him. And uh, there was a run out by Michael Vozzo and had two wickets for Gaz. We've knocked over them for one seventy two. Probably never really in doubt after the uh, the first couple of wickets. And tell us about after the game, boys. The, the first reactions, the celebrations. What did you get up to that night? So everyone always <laughs> remembers <laughs> the first moment. What happened when the Happened from your perspective, who yes. did you run to? Oh, I can't even remember, but everyone just got around each other and screamed and carried on like pork chops. And I should remember Baz running out yeah, and Rash. Yep. Um, and then it was just mayhem. So um, remember the photo getting taken that we're all looking at here on the shield. Um, yeah, then just plenty of beers and celebrations after that. A, so. a, a quick, like, massive flashback, but the Wilkins year when we were playing at, at um, South Croydon, we'd the last wicket of the game um, was a nick to first slip that um, Rabbit's taken over his head and proceeded, he just took off to the boundary <laughs> and, and literally watched the other 10 players chase him all the way around the boundary and half the crowd were on the ground chasing Rabbit around the boundary. He just wouldn't uh, stop. He just wouldn't stop <laughs> with the ball in his hand, just took off. And well, it's just a flashback for what happened at the end of the game. But um, yeah, the, the channel energised bunny in my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> Milne Dog was out there. Yeah. Can I just ask about some of those role plays in that year? Because obviously not everyone um, is uh, is the big gun and pretty much every club, I think, you know, has a couple of stars that they're, they're either playing quid to or have come up through the juniors that you Steve Garrett types. But not everyone has the depth in the role players and I, I don't want to point Rab out, but I... Remember watching him as a young one. I never thought, gee, that's a Chandler Premiership player. <laughs> but the blokes like that. Can you tell us about their roles in the team, how important they were, and the impact they had um, on the group, uh, culturally, motivationally, and all that sort of stuff as well. And, and Jess is probably, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Jess is probably, probably the leader of that group. I'm, I'm how did they guys. impact the team, and what was the difference in those years compared to previous years of those role players? Maybe you speak to everyone else, yeah. and you speak to Jess. <laughs> oh no, I just think um, those. 
four or five players. You're going to have three to five really good hitters in every side, but the back-end talent kind of makes the rest of the side up, you know what I mean? It really does. Um, and we, we were very lucky, you know, guys like, like Rabbi, myself, Benny Garner, um, you know, I don't want to put anyone else in it. You know, Jonesy was in and out there. Um, the last three or four guys, and it could have been any of us in and out any given week. Um, that Chandler year, I was probably close to going. And I took five for the week before against Templeton, and anyway. Gaz, Gaz couldn't drop me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck you, mate, you can't drop me now, you know? So. You're, you're <laughs> one of your best mates, you're never going anywhere. <laughs> I was the captain. <laughs> we spoke about uh, this during the week. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think our, our, our last two, our last three players was better than every other side's. Last yeah. three players, basically. You think that was, it was it to. talent or was it um, just the, the intensity and desire that those bottom three or four had? Just uh, it was a belief as well. Belief, like, yeah. The rest of the team believed in everyone else. That's how you win a flag. Your, your bottom three or four players. You don't win them with your six or seven. Like you, oh, you they just help, don't. don't worry about <laughs> <laughs> Seventy <laughs> or eighty and six bar, You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, obviously, help, oh, there's, there's three or four yeah. that you know. Brush is scoffing at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Those guys make up the team that, that win you the flag because nine times out of ten, you know, apart from Brash, sometimes it, your big players don't stand up in those moments and it's the grit and determination of others. Um, and Jez has won us more games than I can remember um, during the year to get us to these final series, just when you need 15 runs at the end of the game. That's it. It's only 15, but, you know, you can grit and grind. And, um, you know, Chris Jones going out to face, you know, a quick opening bowler and just nuggeting out. You know, ten overs before you know someone else gets to do the job. So I think I think it's not um not a it's not a, a, a role that's you know definitely unforeseen for from everyone else. That's yeah highly seen I think. And as I said, that's how you win win your flag. How did you mentally just deal with the role of you know in the grand final you were batting at ten you were the sixth bowler. Um, it's a lot of blokes don't really want that role in cricket. They want to come on this Saturday and not bat and maybe bowl a couple of overs. It's um. Or, you know, they watch test cricket and think number nine's a bowler's spot or whatever, but in club cricket, it's obviously very different. How did you approach that mentally and, and what was your motivations behind still sticking around when there were obviously would have been, you know, four, six-week periods where, where you might not have done much on a Saturday? Oh, I just wanted to be part of it, you know? Simple as that. Play with your mates, see the success, be there for it. And, you know, we started it, you know, six or seven years earlier and I was determined to see it through. My body had let me down the year before or a couple of years before, I actually played the Wilkins Grand Final with the torn ACL. Um, <laughs> so I um, had to drive around the Saturday morning before that Grand Final and get jabbed up and it took me about six or seven doctors to find the right guy. Did you bowl that day? No, nah, I didn't bowl. So the boys carried me through that one big Jeez. time, um, more so than the others. And whose who spot did you take with the torn ACL? To be honest, Chris Jones probably would have got a game. Oh, if I hadn't have got jabbed, he probably would have got a game. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, but his elbows and knees were just as bad as yours. Yeah, they were. <laughs> um, but that's what, you know, you, you just want to be part of it. And it's not about bowling 30 overs and, you know, the, the stuff that you do out in the field and the shit you give the opposition. My role was to be hated by the opposition, you know. that's I took that upon myself and I was probably the most hated man in the RDCA there at one so, point. First pick. <laughs> so, so, question, how would Bobby have taken if you said, look, Dad, I just want to stop to the twos and scores and runs and get a ball. Probably give me a backhand. Pull your head in, son. Now, I was a bit lost in wearing the run sheet and Troy's just said, look, throw across to the post-flag era. So, how'd we go after winning the um, Chandler flag as it was? We were still up and around there. Did we get close again? Uh, I, I reckon we finished... Top four the following year, or just dropped out. My memory could be wrong there. So, but I, I don't think we sort of finished mid of the middle sort of tier. Um, the ten team comp back then as well, but different. Was 10, and yeah. top yep, four correct. finals, four finals. Yeah, and hard to get into. Hard to get into, um, and still around pretty strong chance clubs again. Um, and then we started dropping off with a few guys. We did play off another year though when the. Third Bozo brother, was brother here. yeah, Scotty came Scotty across. Came along, yeah. So I can't remember if there was a year after the flag of the. One following that, yeah, so yeah, 2008 or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, to, to be part of three flags, you know, and then, the boy, and then the boys off. I wasn't part of this one, but the boys lost one to Moorabah. I can't 
can't remember what year that was. 2011, 2012. Yeah, so they, you know, they had a chance. All I'm hearing is the difference. Yeah, look, I wasn't there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have played the twos with you that year. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I suppose any so that's the that's the journey to being the, the great South Warren Knight um, uh, trilogy. Um, any big moments that stand out from you in the times afterwards? Big scores, uh, things that maybe have brought up. On. It's just it's different. We had different people come around the club. We had just you know I know we weren't winning flags, but we had some really good people still around. Bobby Neagle obviously um, coached the club for a period there as well, um, which was you know. Phenomenal to have someone that had coached earlier and had junior um, boys playing and then to come back and coach the club um, and then um, guys take over different roles, you know, on and off the field. And so it wasn't wasn't all about the flags. It was just about a great, you know, era of cricket, 10, 15 years plus of cricket. So and there's a lot of people we haven't spoken about. Just, yeah, and you, and heaps you of feel them. terrible not mentioning everyone, but, you know, people like Julie Mallory and you know, she was a big part of the juniors when we all first came came through and there's so many Keezy Bolt you know he was always here Chrissy Woolman you know all these older guys Grissel Gris everyone Brucey Templeton um, who are just massive parts of the club um, if there's anyone I've forgotten I'm so sorry there's some there's some you know there's so all the Cheryl yeah. Cheryl our scorer for many many years Pete, Pete still yeah. yeah Cheryl <laughs> still yeah, I saw Cheryl just Saturday gone or the one before you know still scoring for the boys and She's just a ripper, so... Yeah, know, nearly nearly every year, literally before the first game, someone would say, Gaz, have you called Cheryl oh, yet? That's, <laughs> still, that's, a that's a South Warrenite tradition. <laughs> Shit! Um, that, what is, oh, is that my job as well? <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah, cool. No and, and Cheryl would know, honestly, by about round two or three, she'd just, like, you'd be having a chat to her or whatever, and she'd just go, good side this year, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know Cheryl. <laughs> As you hand your duck whacking as you walk. Some of the cricket that we played was like, as I said, like that new year, like the boys just did what they wanted. But we played in like multiple outrights and, you know, that doesn't exist in cricket. And then we played in a reverse outright. Yeah, it was yeah just, so that was the next was, point we had on Seriously, the that, that was just the... And, and to be honest, we went back out... Um, pretty sure you had a pretty good day that day, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the only reason he, he he has to bring it back. <laughs> the only reason I, I do remember, <laughs> I said to the, I said to the boys after the game, yeah, if that's what we're going to fucking dish up. You can go back out and finish yeah. the game, and that's what we did. We were going out there as punishment, and next minute, like, oh, sure, it was, <laughs> <a very laughs> it was a turn side, wasn't it? No, it was South. It was in South. Oh, I can't remember, to be honest. Is it, is it true that the opposition went to shake your hands and you you said, where do you think you go? Fucking <laughs> we, we literally, yeah, they were coming off the ground and it was like, it was more to our team. I said, you know, if that's what we're going to fucking dish up, we can go back and finish the game. They were ready to pull stumps. And, and then, yeah, and then what happened? Out. They went out to bat. So maybe, were you there, Jess? I was there. I was Can you, there. you want to talk us through? Oh, I can't remember exact details. Uh, I've got the figures here. <laughs> <laughs> Eight for six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It, it was it was just another you know surreal cricket game like there's there's so many cricket games I just don't remember you know ins and outs of but when you're playing stuff like that that's the, that's Hilarious. the stuff that um yeah the games are made of or turning up thinking that you were going to get washed out so having a few extra froffies on a Friday night or picking Garner up still sitting in a chair with half a jack can in his hand yeah. asleep while Punch, is on the couch next to him punching on with the opposition was, before you're playing play, on the Saturday. <laughs> Those sort of things are the things that you remember. So, so eight for six, they were your best ever figures. Well, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was Swings that asked me at the, at the bar after the game, are they are they my best figures? And I think I said to him, no, no, no I got seven for two one day, Swings. So yeah, no, it, it was you know it was obviously a good day. As you know, Troy. Well, no, and, and, and then so that's the lead. I'm the one in charge of asking these <laughs> questions because it says. Make sure you segue into <laughs> getting a call from Troy at, when was it on the Sunday? Well, you won't remember. When do you no, no, I, I remember because, like, I, I, I assume you were still going, but I'd had a big night the night before and wasn't that keen on talking to anyone. And when I saw it come up on my phone, like, oh, I'm not sure something, what you want there, and then listen to the message. And then, <laughs> but it, 
my first initial reaction was I was actually impressed, and then and then it grew from there to being very unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> we may have fed that a little bit. <laughs> and I'm not sure whether I was unimpressed because of Troy or, or, or the 30 other blokes or 50 other blokes that may have carried it on from there. So, um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, it, yeah, it, it, was it was great. <laughs> so, so just to clarify, your best ever figures? Ah, uh, that's... Nine. 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 In what grade? Uh, <laughs> sorry, doesn't say next to the fears that it's the lowest grade that adults could possibly play in the world. It doesn't say that. It just says oh, like, was it the trivia night that you had the signed shirt? Yeah. <laughs> so, Bigsy wanted to put a signed shirt of mine framed up next to his premiership one as a bit of a joke. And, uh, your mate. No, someone sent it to me. Smith, Smith, no. and Smith Dog. Oh, signed, Smith Dog. Smith yeah. Dog thought it would be great if he bought it on your company card. That's right. And, and yeah, bid it Bigsy for about 600 bucks. For <laughs> <laughs> shirt. So that was a good day for the club. Great day for the club. Not sure what happened to the shirt. But we'll, we'll leave that for another podcast. It never, it never made it to me. I'm pretty sure I said to Smitty, don't fucking bring that here. <laughs> there is some good footage of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, moving on to your time at Richmond, then. Um, Gaz, you left the club in, I think it was 12-13 season, so um, the club was was going in all right shape when you left, but um, you had a pretty good season. You've taken uh, 20, 20 wickets, and you're up in the bowling, I think, with Alan Wise for the season. Was that uh, right? I, bowled, I bowled first change. I think uh, Will Sheridan was in the team in my first year, so him and Wisey, I think, opened the bowling. Who's Alan Wise, you know. Phenomenal. Um, played a lot of shield cricket. cricket. Yeah, played a lot of shield cricket and um, just made me realise maybe how far out of my depth I was when I was watching Shero and Wisey um, play cricket. But um, yeah, I just went there and did the same thing that I did here and tried to bowl fast and tried to whack balls and somehow paid, paid off. So Lovely. And you took us through your last game uh, going into it. Um, you'd already made the decision to retire from Premier Cricket. It was the worst decision made. I told all the boys at the start of the game, you know, and, you know, Wisey knew I was going to say something and, I, you know, stood up and we all circled up and said, oh, you know, Gaz has got something he wants to say and, you know, you know, going to, <laughs> going to call it quits. And, and, and I had, I only, I only went for, you know, for, for the time that I decided to have a crack and um, I had a pretty bad injury on my ankle that took me nearly... 10 weeks to get over before I even got back in. Um, and my wife and I had Bo um, at that stage and um, I decided that, uh, yeah, that was going to be my last year and decided to tell the boys. And I think at the end of the game, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to So you took seven for 23 and your last three balls were a hat-trick. Is that correct? Including a hat-trick, yeah. So that's another... Not a bad day from your cricket. Who was your, uh, who was your best wicket, do you reckon, in that time? Um... Any of them, to be honest, like you know, I didn't know half the blokes until I realised that you know they were shield cricketers. And at the end of it, but um, it was more probably you know the experience I got to play against with some of the guys. You know, I got to play against you know, or with um, yeah, Cam, Cam White, White, Dan Christian, like they were in, in my team. Yeah. Like and um, played played against Maxi and Hodgie and you know these sort of guys. That was you know. Like a fucking kid in a candy store, and I was older than most of them, so <laughs> <laughs> and had kids. So um, yeah, I don't know. Biggest scalp, I, I honestly didn't know them enough. Uh, uh, one of the other things I, I look at now, watching the Big Bash, is I played in Farwood Ahmed's very first game. It was his first day in in Australia. He literally flew in. We were playing a country game as a practice match up in maybe Shep or somewhere like that, um, and he came up, and it was his first game, and literally. You know, knew no one, just rolled straight in to play his first game of cricket. And, like, you know, that's something I remember. It's not even that memorable, but, you know, to play with someone like that and seeing what he's doing is, you know, so those sort of things. So, we love those niche stories here. Yeah. Um, and, well, I think, well, one, do you regret maybe not going after the Chandler Premiership year and having it crack? Do you think your body would have been up to it? And, two, uh, what did you learn? Did, did, what was the um, yeah, key differences, do you think? Um, didn't regret when I went. I wasn't ready to go. I literally had no, you know, no inclinations that I was going to leave South Wyandotte after the Chandler Premiership. It was we got to a point, and um, the club was still in a good position, and I had an opportunity. Um, and the biggest difference is, difference is, the more work you put in, the better your body gets, and the better results you get. So it's literally about hard work. It's literally about looking after your body, 
doing the right things. You know, watching someone like Cam White, who's that good, it's because he trains that hard. You know, he, he literally trains that hard and throws balls after training and takes extra catches and hits more balls than anyone else. And that's but from why he's a committee so point of view, and I was on the committee when all this went down, it was fucking terrible news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember asking Jez this exact same question at poker night on the Thursday evening. I said, Oh, you must be happy for how Gaz has gone. And I think I got the old wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only person that said, What are you doing? No, don't go, was Jez. Everyone else said, Oh, yeah, that's great. Good idea. And I told Jez, and he's like, Why? Why are you fucking going? I'm like, No, don't go. Don't, why? why, why? <laughs> but I got him back. <laughs> and I went, came back. <laughs> and now, this is my favourite question of the run sheets. <laughs> Jez, tell us about captain while we got relegated. <laughs> 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 it's a bit of a wise cross situation there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, tell us about the relegation, what, why that happened, and, and of course, Damo's famous drop catch against Croydon North. I know that eight or nine down. What did he go? Oh, look, I wasn't uh, actually playing then. So, <laughs> I'd, uh, I don't know whether I'd retired or was injured or what it was, but... It was no. definitely an eagle year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tough year, and um, I, I believe the game was against Croydon North, of all clubs, um, that relegated us. And, uh, yes, there was a catch that went down, and it was close, but, you know, at the end of the day, we'd, we'd been up, and we'd been up for a few years and had success, and, you know, you can't... It's not sustainable forever. So the guys that played that year just, you know, did what they could. And, you know, Nang was there and I know Damo was there. I've got no idea who else was there. Were you playing Gaz? No, Gaz so wasn't playing. Um, Sam Beagley might have been in the side that year. You know, a few others. But, Barrel. Um, Shui Barrel. Shui Barrel. Yeah. Coaching. Yeah. Um, it was a tough year for the club, but, um, you know, we'd, we'd been there before and you, know, you, you move on and, you know, you go again. So... Yeah. Now, we still occasionally in ones might come up against some old guy who just still smokes it and has been an absolute gun from his time. And this was the only time I remember South Warren like trotting out the old gun and it was Scotty Brasher came in, hadn't played cricket in about five years, goes in, I believe he got a duck that day. Uh, yeah, so Dave McBride had made 41 the week before and uh, was batting that. You know, number 10 not doing much role, but he thought he was uh, a lock to play the game to, to get us saved. And Paul Foley, I think, might have been the coach actually that year, and he trotted out brash. Uh, do you guys have any memories of that decision? And, um, and uh, you know, do you think we would have won the game had, had Dave McBride been picked? Because we tell brash that we would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, then probably we would have. <laughs> Look, I don't remember to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know one of the, one of the best parts about cricket is the highs and lows, and probably the best part about looking back over the time from, from you know probably when you started coming you know from a very small club, no juniors, to building the back up to getting to the point where we won flags, um, and then uh, although we've dropped down, you know to see where the club is now with new faces, um, and it, it speaks you know volumes of younger guys like yourselves taking over the club and, you know, X and that sort of stuff. And, you know, fast, you know, st someone's got to do the job and, you know, to see it, you know, rolling back again is, is really, really exciting and seeing training and young kids and young kids that were very under 12s, you know, to, to now in the ones and playing good cricket is, that's the exciting part. Now, and this isn't actually on the run sheet, but both of you guys are life members, if I'm... Right in saying. So when did you get yours? Uh, same year as Scotty Brush. So couldn't tell you when it was exactly. Um, but yeah, it was a big night, obviously. And, and to be inducted with Scotty was huge. Um, as I said earlier, it's a shame he's not here tonight having this conversation. Would have been much... Uh, much better in the spot that I'm standing in for, mm. for Scott to we're, be here. We're <laughs> actually standing on the on the Jezza club rooms. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was huge, you know, to, to get that honour was amazing. And Gaz was a few years after, yeah. Yeah, mine was on the year that I decided to leave, so. And, and if, <laughs> I, if, I, if, if I remember, you were quite stoic up there at the Warren Knight club Warren rooms, Knight. just blinking back a tear or... Oh, well, you know, it's... It, it, it felt like I'd only been here for 10 minutes, but, you know, when you look back and, and, and to stand up with, you know, some of the people that, 
uh, are life members of this club. Like it was a, it's a, it's a pretty proud moment. And, and I and I tell people very proudly, um, you know, when they ask me, oh, where'd you play your junior cricket, or where'd you play cricket last, or whatever it was, one of my first responses is, oh, well, I'm a life member at South Orangewood. So, you know, I, I still hold that in very high regard as one of you know, probably pretty big achievement to have a life membership anywhere. So, um, yeah. Amazing. And off the field, you were, I think, on the social committee for a few years, Gaz. You were the... <coughs> yeah, ran the social committee for, for a couple of years, which was a bloody, bloody good fun. As I said, it wasn't just all that the cricket, <laughs> especially with Jeremy Nagel and Ben Nagel and <laughs> Garner and that sort of stuff. We, we we played pretty good cricket inside the club rooms as much as we played it out. So <laughs> Dude. Worked hard, play hard. And Jez, you were on the committee for a number of years in, in a few roles, I believe. Yeah, yeah, a number of years on the committee and... VP for a couple of years here and there, and um, just you know, and that was after playing, and just still wanted to be involved, you know, with the club and, and be around the lads, and you know, it's just huge. So Cups in the twos as well. Skipping the twos for a year, I think, or two, yeah, one or two, one. one. Um, yeah, played with Sean, and that you know that was great fun. Just my body let me down at the end and, and couldn't keep playing. So, um, but it was good to go back and play some cricket with some young guys and just try and you know do what you can for them for a year or two and give a bit back. Um, just before we you know, wrap up on your actual careers, the, the return. Um, we're in Wilkins. I think we got all the band back together, basically. And I think there was a bit of an expectation around the group that it would just happen again, or certainly from our point of view, from the outside, that we, we felt that it would. And I think we missed finals. Might have come fifth that year. What, what were your recollections of that year? What, what um, happened to make that not quite work as well as we hoped? Oh, coming back to to, to watch it. So obviously, Bing has given me a fairly good rundown of why it didn't happen, and Carol's <laughs> given me a good rundown of why it should have happened. Um, but yeah, I, as I said before, it takes takes a lot to win a flag, and it um, you know sometimes if it doesn't click on the day, or if it does click on the day, um, I played in lots, especially a lot of junior um, games where you know finals you don't make many runs. Trying to defend a hundred or hundred and fifty, you know, sometimes can be a good score and. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there was too much wrong in that year. I, I think it was just maybe that it didn't click on the day and it, and it has to click on the day. So, yep, Fair enough. Um, lots coming up as well, though. Young Bo Garrett. I've heard some whispers about him at Rep Carnivals, perhaps. Maybe they're looking at him. Is he quicker than you? Is he going to be better than you? When's he going to be better than you? Has he got you in the backyard? Oh, he's... Um, he, Tries to bowl wheels and whack them so hard. Where do you get tries? You know, it's it's pretty hard to teach a kid to go out there and try and bat for eighty overs, which you know is what Jez and me grew up on. Is you know Bobby giving you technique ideas, and now it's see ball, hit ball, and try and get a run while you can. Um, yeah, right. I think it, I'm teaching him switch hits at the moment. So um, yeah, no, like he's he's enjoying his footy probably more than his cricket at the moment, but it's um, he's he's just come off a bit of a hand injury, but yeah. It, I don't really care what he does as long as he loves playing it and he loves playing it. So, um, yeah, he's getting quick. So um, he won't be too far off um, running over. So, yeah. Sean? Yeah, I was going to say probably that just about brings us to the end. But final thoughts on ones and the club and what it meant for you and playing with the family. I think it was uh, Paul, Barry, Smell, Ben. Yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah, Ben, your old man. Yeah, I'd, huge. You know, yeah, huge, <laughs> massive. That's that's why you play, and hopefully, everyone's got a, a feel for what me and Jez think about the club and what we've, you know, achieved together and as mates and as you know, um, you know, with so many different people. And as Jez said, if we've forgotten anyone, I definitely hasn't forgotten. It's just been hasn't been mentioned. There's too many stories to tell. We were trying to tell some stories before we went to wear that probably can't go away. <laughs> um, they're going away. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't just the years that you were playing, it was years after you finished playing and, and before you started playing senior cricket that, you know, the place was just, it's been huge in our lives and, you know, to think that it's been 20 years since we won Newey and, you know, this Saturday I just hope everyone gets around it and, you know, as many get down to the club and people that played, people that didn't play, people who were just around at that time just to see the old faces. You know, it's just one of these places that you cannot come to for 12 months, two years, five years, and you walk in, and it's like you never left, you know? And it's still that way, you know, with the people that you know and have got to know over the years. So it's a very special place, and, um, yeah, just, it was a great time. It was a great time. 
Uh, vets, boys. I saw Jeremy Nagel's name on the vets sheet once last year, I believe. Are we going to get back together and playing vets at some stage? Are we going to see you around the club soon? There's been talk. There has been talk. So whether everyone's body lets it happen, but we'll definitely get a game in somewhere, I think, um, as many of us as possible. Um, believe it or not, Sleek's not 40 yet. <laughs> uh, he's the youngest out of the group, and um, he's got a couple of years left before he gets there. Uh, but, yeah, I think there will definitely be game here and there in the near future. Sure. Lovely, sounds good. Well, I think that just about wraps it up, boys. Big cheers to our triple premiership heroes. It's something that we talk about all the time here and we're trying to emulate uh, in, over the next few years ourselves and uh, we're just wrapped to see you blokes come back to the reunion on Saturday and, and have you part of the club in any way and um, I think you're heroes to, to all the boys still here. So thanks for coming down and thanks for being part of this and um, well, cheers to the life members and the great South Warrandyte people. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, boys. Thrilled and pumped to get out playing on the hallowed turf of Doncaster East Secondary College. A, a lot of long afternoons. Cold, harsh reality of your own talent comes through to get you. That guy must really hate his wife. I think this is just a classic case of make the rest, make the call.